Foam rolling your ears with Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. Welcome to episode 18 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultra marathon together, the Havelina 100 in October 2016. I'm Melissa, and I'm joined by two of the most inspiring people I know, Angela and Christina. Hello, friends. Is somehow (laughs) related to her knee, and we'll find out how in the coming minutes. We're going to talk about Angela's training and her new coaching gig and also her desire for a massage. Always desiring a (laughs) massage. And we're probably going to talk a little bit about some of my recent adventures in the Never Summer Mountains. Definitely talking about (laughs) your adventures. So let's get started. Excellent. Are we going to go with Christina's knee or Angela's massage first? <laughs> <laughs> My knee could probably use a massage. See? Telling you, everybody could use a massage. Yes. So what is up with your knee? I saw some tweets about you having some pain, some injury, and you were kind of dialing it down and the mileage there. What's- well, how this? How this relates to training is my left knee wants to take a break from training. Mm. <laughs> that's I think that's what it comes down to. It started uh, in May, um, middle of May, and it didn't. It it, it started very subtle. Uh, it, the the knee was was getting some sort of discomfort, some achy feeling. In the back of the knee. Oh, mm. oh I and, remember you saying something, yeah. asking us about that now that you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right? And um, so it was just this weird, odd feeling, and it didn't come along. Like, it, it, it didn't come about, like, when I was running or walking. I didn't feel it at all. And it was only until, like, afterwards it would feel kind of funky, but then, you know, I had asked, I asked you ladies, you know, did you have any, you know, experience with this? And I've actually asked somebody else and the suggestions were, you know, do foam rolling, which I've been doing. And, um, it's been very, um, there hasn't been much difference in it. Mm. Huh. So, I mean, I've been able to run, um, when I look back in hindsight, I maybe should have taken off some days but you know it didn't hurt like it didn't hurt to run it didn't hurt to walk nothing so what happened was um last week I was out on a trail run and it started out fine I felt great and I was wearing um, my new ultra ultra shoes and and uh, I don't know how far I was in maybe about I only did about I think four miles and maybe about halfway in, um, my knee on the uh, when I whenever I went downhill, my knee started to like click and kind of oh. pop, huh. and it was so weird. Like I didn't feel anything on the back, it, and it it wasn't painful, and it, it you know it didn't hurt, but it was just really annoying. 
And I didn't like it. It I didn't wear a brace anything, you know, or anything on it. And it's the first time ever I ever, you know, experienced this. I've never had this sensation before. And whenever I ran downhill or, you know, walked gently downhill, it would just hear this little you know, and it was just, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? But no pain at all? No pain. Just popping? Nothing. It was just like a little, yeah, like a little clicking sort of okay. thing. And whenever, and then I would put my hand on my knee and I could feel it. So where were you feeling the popping then? Like right above the kneecap. On the, on on the like, back or the? On the front. On the front. Oh. In the front. And I didn't feel it in the back of the knee. Because I never feel anything in the back of me when I'm running or walking. So this is entirely new. I've never had this before, ever. Okay, so quest, then I started, question. Yeah. Did this start before or after you switched to ultras? After. Mm. After. In fact, that was the first time I wore them in probably, I think I wore them the weekend before. So it was like, you know, four or five days since I've, I've worn them. But your, but your, the initial pain though, was that before it, or after? That was before. Okay. So something okay. was going on before the ultras then, but then something else started going on yes. after the ultras. Yes. So I don't want to blame the ultra yeah. shoes, but I don't think that was seriously it. I mean, it, this could have happened without the shoes. In fact, it happened um, on a couple days later. I took the next day off, and then uh, two days later, I did a, a walk. I didn't run because I noticed when I was walking downhill, it would happen again. And it was ever so slight. It wasn't as much or as frequent as when it first started. So, I mean, I think that rest day really helps. I was wearing different shoes, but it still happened. Hmm. So it was really odd. And um, I actually did a video. I actually made a video of, uh, you know, talking about the knee, which I'm posting on Thursday, tomorrow, <laughs> when ah. we're recording this, just so you know, on my, on my uh, YouTube channel. So my now YouTube we're talking about your vlog. Yeah, so this is how it ties in. Okay. So I'm making it, I made a video to talk about the knee. And um, so, yeah, so that's how I, I'm tying in that, that subject. <laughs> so it's just kind of snapping or popping, but it doesn't hurt? Yeah. Oh. It's very strange. Here's what, no yeah, here's what I would do is keep running on it <laughs> and then probably end up with a terrible injury. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, I definitely don't want it to keep like popping because I think that's an indication that something is not aligning. It's like a tendon snapping or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, and here is another thing that I noticed, which I didn't mention, was that because I just completely, you know, it's not really in the forefront of my mind, that I noticed that day, um, that Friday that it happened, I was putting on my regular shoes, my other running shoes, um, because I was going out. And I noticed when I put my shoe on, I could feel a little of this pain. I wouldn't say pain. It was more like, a, um, like an ache, like a dull ache in the lower part of my, 
my shin, like the tibia. Mm. Like and, inside, outside, top? Yeah, like along, like along the bone, huh. like on top. It was very strange, and I've never had that before either. I think it's all connected. I think the left leg is just on its own little weird page. Yeah. And I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's all interconnected. So I'm focused on uh, right now just laying off it as much as possible. I was able to run a little bit yesterday, but I was, I mean, I didn't even run on the downhills because I just didn't want to test it. So I can only run on the uphills. The uphills are, are not a problem at all. So I can run every single uphill or semi-flat. But any slight decline, I didn't want to, I just, I didn't want to, you know, push it. So um, a little bit of running. Um, I'm focused on strengthening the, the calves, the hamstrings, and the quads. And I have to do like these isometric, like dynamic um, strengthening exercises because I don't want to bend the knee because this is another thing that I noticed was that if I squat like if I'm doing like lunges or squats I could feel it in the back of my knee mm. which I didn't have before yeah. like when the back I had of the, the knee the pain in the back of your knee is more disturbing than the clicking or popping but that's because I mean I get out of bed and it sounds like a bowl of popcorn walking across the floor. <laughs> yeah, you know, me I'm too. Like, I have lots it's of like clicking snip, and snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, you know. <laughs> well, like, I mean, and and Wayne's like, is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Okay. You know, but nothing hurts. I mean, it warms up and goes away. It's just, I don't know. I just that's... figure it's my own personal sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very common. Like when I was, you know, consulting Dr. Google, mm. that is. Just, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, like any, and it was talking about like, you know, should you be concerned with any pops and, you know, crackling sounds? And for the most part, it's pretty harmless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think based on what I, I searched is that it could be a combination of things. It could be runner's knee, which is also, um, uh, connected to the IT, like mm-hmm. IT band issues. Because patella, I was patellofemoral syndrome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And I was all because I was also feeling it like right on the side of my um, knee, like the mm-hmm. lateral side, outside the, side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then, that's and then a concern. Like the IT. Yeah. Yeah. And then near the 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 top part, uh, top portion of the calf, like I could feel it like right there. Hmm. And when I would dig in, like my fingers into my calf, I could feel it. Yeah. Like being really kind of um, sensitive. Hmm. Oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> You're a running mess. You're a running mess. Which now has a video blog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the whole reason that I, I started it was to document basically my training for hoveling. But I'm still able to walk and I'm making some videos still. So it's not like they're going to completely stop just because I'm taking a break from running. Well, well they're super I'm cute. I love your videos. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they are I cute. I really like them. 
They're and inspiring. I, I don't know if I, I haven't seen them all, I don't think, but it's, I love it because I'm used to hearing your voice, like when we're talking yeah. on the podcast, but not seeing your face while I'm hearing your voice. <laughs> so with your vlog, I get the best of both worlds. Oh, <laughs> you're kind. You're so kind. So everyone, Remind check out Christina's vlog. We'll link to it. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I am really sorry about your knee, though. I mean, I'm so I think on one of our last shows about shoes, I was a little bit negative about ultras and my previous experience with them. And I had like a lot of calf tibia issues in zero drop. But I don't know if I've made this statement on the air. I have recently gone back to ultras and I love the Lone Peak 2.5s. And I've been having no yes. problems with them. I really we have matching shoes. We do. I yes. know. I love my lone peaks. <laughs> and and that's what I ran the North Fork 50 in. And yeah. I know, but they they take a long time to get used to. Like if you're used to wearing kind of more mm -hmm. regular running shoes and then you switch to the zero drop. I think it says like six weeks, but for me it took years, I think, to yeah. just get used to it somehow. And um I don't maybe that's like part of the trouble that you're having. Because the, the calf and tibia, I feel like everybody's having calf and tibia injuries now because of the zero drop stuff. At least mm. I know that that's what's happened to me in the past. Yeah. Well, I went back to using the Brooks. Yeah. And uh, just kind of shelved the, the Lone Peak 2.0s. Because I have the 2.0s. Yeah. Which, for the shorter distance, they were fine. But maybe because I used them um, so often in a row and didn't ease my way into it. Yeah. Maybe. It makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 Because I didn't realize that. I mean, I did the low drop thing, like, way back when and didn't realize that and I just put the shoes on out of the box and went and ran five miles on them and then I couldn't walk for two weeks my calves were completely <laughs> destroyed yeah and that was kind of before people realized you had to ease into them but I have switched to four foot striking like even I have a pair of Solomons that are 10 millimeter drop I can tell by the wear pattern on those shoes I'm four foot striking in those shoes even though they're 10 millimeter drop just because I switched mm -hmm. to that. So mm -hmm. when I went back and bought the Lone Peak 2.5s like a month or two ago or whatever, I put them on out of the box and ran 23 miles in them, which like don't do that at home. <laughs> that's like, wow, that's a terrible idea. But um, I just have switched to the four foot strike, but it took me, I mean, like years, I think, to kind of transition into that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine running. I mean, I definitely, I just could not imagine running 100 miles in these shoes. Yeah. The Lone Peaks. And I don't know just, what the difference is between the twos and the 2.5s. I've never worn the twos. Did you wear them, Angela? No, no the 2.5s no? are my first pair of Lone Peaks. Yeah, I wore, like, the original, original Ultras. I don't know how many years old they are. And then I didn't like them and, and went to something else. And Rob wears ultras. Interestingly, he switched to ultras for knee injuries. We could do like a whole podcast, not just an episode, but like an entire podcast on Rob's history of knee injuries. <laughs> like he spent four years unable to run because of knee injury um, in his early 20s. 
And he's, he's like, whenever anyone says knee injury, I just automatically, like my eyes start twitching because (laughs) 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 I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big issue in our house. And he's, he still struggles with that. But for him, um, he switched to ultras and he, I mean, he likes them, but I remember when the 2.5s came out, he was just like, okay, he doesn't say much a lot of the time, but he just couldn't say enough good about the 2.5s. I mean, he was just like, he really liked them. So I finally tried them and I liked them. I don't know what the difference between the twos that you have and the 2.5s are. That could be some factor. I don't know. Well, and that's one of the the things that I've heard about the, you know, the ultra shoes and the the zero drops was that the lower incidence of injuries occurring. And that was a good selling point for me, but I'm like, well, Maybe. I just think you have to make that transition. I mean, if most people have run in those, you know, in traditional running shoes for so long, and I think it does, you know, it does take some transition time, you know, just like anything, if you just jump right into it, it's something's going to, something's going to break, something's going to give, you know. Yeah. But I think once you start running in them, like I haven't run in anything that wasn't a zero drop in long time. Yeah. I think there's like one set of injuries you get with zero drop shoes and then like another set of injuries you get with regular running shoes. <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of like six of one, <laughs> half a dozen of the other. <laughs> I think you need to come to Fort Collins and come see my Rossiter because she would stand on you and it would be painful, but then you would get better. <laughs> Then I met a guy over the weekend who is really into dry needling, which I've heard about, but I don't, I've never done, but he's had all kinds of injuries and, uh, dry needling has helped. I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure. Have either of you done it or heard of it? I guess not. Um, I haven't done it, but one of my friends in the office just, he's had it done a couple of times. It's kind of like acupuncture. Yeah, I wasn't um, clear what the difference was between acupuncture and dry needling. Yeah, I don't know if maybe the needles are a little bit different or if it's just a name, if it's like a more acceptable name and doesn't sound so, you know, Eastern medicine. I don't know. I, the you word know, I don't know. dry needling sounds pretty sounds scary worse. to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if they say it's dry, like you think, well, is it not supposed to yeah. be dry? Like <laughs> the alternative it's, wet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Voice needling? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe that sounds even more scary. Than <laughs> I don't really know what it is, but I, he, I was talking to him and and he really recommended it. So I don't know. I love acupuncture. So if it's anything like acupuncture, I'd sign up for it. I would do any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like anything that doesn't involve like an actual real doctor, I'm usually being. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to, you know, whatever. We're gonna do needles or some sort of oils or you know, snake oil. You want me to breathe frog venom? I don't care. Uh, you know, and whatever. it's not covered by my insurance. Great. Perfect. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no medical code. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope uh, your knee gets better. And I know, like, so yeah. some, some of your things that you're describing sounds like kind of what what I had when I was really ramping up the vertical and trying to do lots of mm-hmm. hills. 
and I was foam rolling and I hate foam rolling. I just, I like, I don't think that it does anything for me. Like it doesn't hurt. Everyone says that it hurts. And I'm just like, I don't feel anything and I'm bored. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But, but I went, so I could go see a Rossiter for running injury. And sh the problem was I was foam rolling like where I had pain but that wasn't where the issue was. That's not where the problem Yeah, so was. I yeah. had like pain in my hamstring and right uh, kind of above the back of my knee. And mm. that's where I was foam rolling. And she mm. was like, no, you got to foam roll your tensor fasciolata, like and, like these IT band areas. And I was like, that wouldn't have occurred to me because that's not where it hurts. And so yeah. Yeah. that you kind of have to know what you're doing in order to get a benefit from it, I think. Yeah. I'm, there I'm was, just foam rolling uh, everything. Just yeah, yeah, just foam yeah. roll everything. Everything. The yeah. ears, the elbows. <laughs> Eventually, you'll hit the spot. Yeah. Uh, Eric Orton. Um, I don't know if you follow him or not on Twitter. He's the Born to Run coach. Um, he tweeted the other day, he said, never stretch a painful muscle. And I think the same thing is true for foam rolling. Always look to the opposing muscle as the culprit, which has mm. like almost always been the case for me. So yeah. like if I've had issues on my right side, whether it was like an IT band or, uh, you know, like whatever it was, it was always almost the opposite side. So it's my left side that's tight. It's my left side that needs adjusted. It's the left side that's causing problems on the right side. I mean, it's almost always been that way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So Which we makes have, sense. Yeah. We have to figure out where your knee pain is coming from. <laughs> yeah. Or your I'm not yeah. sure that foam rolling your ears is going to help, but maybe. I would like to see maybe that on the video next Let's, week. Yeah, you should vlog that. <laughs> I'd like to YouTube that. <laughs> foam rolling your ears with Christina. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> if it if it cures the. Uh, knee issues, I will do it. <laughs> I'll foam roll whatever. <laughs> and the snake oil. Don't forget the snake I oil. Don't forget the snake oil. <laughs> the frog venom. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what's going on. Well, and you spent an hour on the elliptical the other day I saw, which sounded a oh, wee bit man. dreadful. Oh, that was tough. But I just kept telling myself, okay, so my goal was, <laughs> so I got on the elliptical and it, I had changed the little setting from, um, it was from, uh, you know, the time that says, you know, the countdown from like 60 minutes to, you know, zero or to one. And I switched it to elapsed time. And I thought I had been on this thing for a while. And so when I switched that button, it said two minutes and I literally said, Oh my gosh, I've only been on here for two minutes. <laughs> this is going to be long. My goal was 30. My goal was 30. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really long. So then I kept telling myself, okay, just once I got to 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, just halfway. And I got to 18 minutes. I'm like, oh gosh, I only have 12 minutes left. Yay. And then once I hit 30, I thought, you know what? I, I, I need to do a little bit longer. Because I'm not going to run today. I'm taking it easy today on the run. And um, I said, you know, I need to 
break through this discomfort because what's going to happen when I'm in the middle of like this, you know, ultra and just say, you know what, this is too hard. I'm, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can't deal with 60 minutes on the elliptical, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get like 30 hours in the hot desert? <laughs> You'd be sitting under a cactus somewhere. <laughs> like you know what done I'm done stick a fork in me I'm done so I okay I can go a little longer but it was literally I was getting through every minute once I hit 35 minutes I'm like okay let me just hit 36 and then 37 and I'm like okay and I'm trying to find like some music to take my mind off it and I was just like every single minute so let me just hit the 60 minutes and then right when I hit 60 done I'm done yeah, that was tough. The elliptical seems so, I don't know. And then my feet tend to fall asleep. Hmm. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, today wasn't too, too bad, but I could feel it. And especially my right foot. It's always my right foot for some reason. That's probably what's to... causing your left knee pain somehow. Probably the same thing. <laughs> the right yeah. foot. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I'm a mess. Just like when, <laughs> at least you're a running mess. So we're gonna get oh, your knee. <laughs> we're gonna get your knee healed up somehow. It's gonna heal. Yeah, and I started to freak out. I will. I will say this. I started to get really scared. And during that, when it started happening, like that little pop thing started happening, and I literally, I went to a slightly dark place. Mm. And I started thinking, oh, my gosh, I better find out how I would change from 100 miles to 100K. Like, I literally asked myself yeah. that. I was asking myself that during the North Fork 50. That was my... <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta I do have this. that conversation yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's going to pop up. No mm-hmm. pun intended. But it's going to, Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah. I mean, it really scared me. It is scary. Injuries are scary. So, but then I made a deal with myself. I'm like, I'm not going to decide anything about Havelina until like September. Yeah. Yep. You've got you plenty, know, just, plenty of time. I have plenty of time. You know, but I should know probably by August, September, if it's going to happen. I'm going regardless. I don't know. You know, I'll serve pizzas if I have to. Yeah. But I'm going. So, yeah. So just a little bit of rest. You know, the knee just needs to take a little break. I'm going to try to run a little bit tomorrow. And uh, maybe I'll try the, uh, the trail this weekend for a little bit. You know, I'll take it easy on the downhills. They just, you know, I always go into this area of like fear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm scared it's going to happen. And, and and is it too soon to even test it? Maybe I should wait another week. Yeah. Because, that, yeah, I've, I felt that way with my injuries too. Because it's like you don't want to get yourself psyched up and think that it's better. And then you go out for a run and it hurts again. And you're like, oh, back in that negative headspace of. Oh crap, I'm injured. Exactly. And then who knows that one 
one step forward could have just put me back, you know, four, four spaces. Right. Right. You know, even in a worse position than I am now. So right. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Give yourself some wanted. time. And if you can walk, walk. I mean, in our household, we've had so many running injuries that we've walked through. And like a, a lot of our races for both Rob and me, we've done a lot of hiking for our training because we can do that th- through an injury and kind of preserve yourself. Just like well, keep, but, keep your fitness up. But that's the thing. I mean, I could hike up hills. It's the downhills down. that cause me problems. If okay. every single race was uphill, I'd be fine. There you go. Come out and run the Pikes Peak half marathon. Yeah. That's all Pikes Peak. They're sold out, I checked already. Oh, okay. Well, maybe next year. Yeah. Darn. Darn it. I was just about to sign up. Ah, <laughs> oh, darn. So, well, that's anyways. good, though. I'm okay. glad to hear it's, like, nothing, like, major serious. You know? Well, I mean, I, like, I, I thought it was, like, excruciating, you know, debilitating knee pain kind of thing. So I'm happy to hear that it's no. nothing... You know, that it's, yeah, it's manageable. Just an achy, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just an achy discomfort. Yeah. You know? So, you know, what can I do? Rest, ice. Rest. I, do the, I do the rice. Rest, yeah. ice, compression. Your you know. body may also be telling you to rest a little. I mean, you have been racing a lot. Like, this whole year, you've done mm-hmm. a lot of races. I've done, no, not many, four. Yeah, for, for it's ultras. June. It's June. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Or Yeah, and I didn't really take much of a break. Yeah. Like, it, I've been pretty consistent with it. Even if it's, it's a low mileage, I haven't taken really a full week or a weekend off. You know, I, I probably could have done that. I probably, well... Yeah, I probably should have done that a little bit more, just to cut back a little bit more. So, you know, I'm cutting back now. You know, it, I'll get over it. it. It's just a little setback and uh, no decisions and uh, just, you know, forging ahead. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't even been a week since it started hurting, really, has it? Or two uh, weeks? Well, the, like a month. <laughs> the back of the, yeah, yeah, the back of the knee thing has been a month. But, and then the little clicking it's been yeah, yeah a few days so so it's okay it didn't click or pop yesterday but i wore the little patella band um around my knee so that helped yeah it's just i just need to strengthen i think it's just going to be a, an issue of like strengthening and resting i think that's going to be it i'll be yeah good as new by next week yeah you'll be fine you're doing plenty of other stuff. Yeah, I'll be back up to, yeah, yeah, I'll be up to, you know, 40 mile weeks pretty soon, you know, maybe next week. <laughs> Just trying to get to 40 mile weeks. So how is your training coming along, Angela? You've been busy with all. I, I have been busy. Our connection's a little choppy, so I don't even know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Excellent. I- Yep. Um, yeah. No, no, I feel like I kind of turned a little bit of a corner with my training. I, you know, I was kind of in a bit of a slump. Um, and had, I think it was May. I had a really slow month in May. I think I only ran like 48 miles the whole month of May. 
um, and just was not feeling it at all. Um, but I, things kind of have turned a corner and, um, you know, I'm kind of back to following um, a training schedule and I've got it written on the refrigerator and on the whiteboard and I've got my training schedule book out. I've been, I bought um, Chrissy Mole. Is that, I think that's Chrissy how you Mail. say Mail. Mail. Yeah. I bought her book actually, I don't quite a while ago. Um, and so, um, there's, uh, there's, I'm not even anywhere near capable of following her hundred mile training plan. Cause <laughs> that's I, why I I'm didn't like, buy her book. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that's a lot. <laughs> so, but I, but I, at least that way kind of have a, a good, um, you know, I have a good schedule and, and, um, you know, I like to know, I just, I just, you know, I kind of tried just sort of shooting from the hip and it just doesn't work for me. So I'm doing much better having a set plan and schedule and knowing that I've got to get up early and, and get my runs in and, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, feel, I'm actually feeling a lot better about my training and about running and I found myself looking at races again and, um, I don't know, just sort of changed my attitude a little bit, which is good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you have expanded your services into coaching. (laughs) Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I guess it's coaching. I mean, it's, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I have, and it's something I've kind of, you know, you have like your super secret your super secret goals you have (laughs) and um you know you start thinking about what you'd really want to do with your life and I just um I've I've like done teaching and stuff before a long time ago like in another lifetime and um um and just loved it I I loved having teaching classes and, and doing things like that. And, you know, I took all the certification things and, you know, know all the muscles and bones and all of those things that you're supposed to know. And, um, but I have, um, I have a couple of friends that have been wanting to run, um, to start running. Um, and one of my girlfriends in particular, we were having dinner with them and, um, with her and her husband and she, she said, you know, I'd really like to do something like, you know, couch to 5k or, you know, start, you know, run walking or something. And she said, but she just is afraid to do it on her own. And she's just kind of in a, in a place in her life right now where she's just really afraid of everything. You know, she's getting close to having an empty nest and she's just, she's got some health issues and, you know, we all kind of go through those stages in our life where we're not mentally or physically strong. And that's kind of where she's at. And she said, I would love to do it. She says, but I'm afraid to go do it by myself, even through the neighborhood. She says, I just, I can't do it alone. And so that was kind of like the, you know, that's kind of what tipped me over to just go, okay, I've been thinking about wanting to do a beginners run club because we have a local run club in town and I've run with them before but you know if you meet up to run with them and they say all ages or all 
you know, abilities welcome, but okay, but we're going to do six miles. Well, somebody that's brand new is not going to come out Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable doing that, or they're going to end up running by themselves because all they can make it is around the block, you know? And so I've wanted to maybe try and um, connect with them and say, hey, how about if, you know, when you do your run night in Fruta, I could do a beginner's group and we could just do a run walk kind of thing. Um, And then they would still have that camaraderie. And so I've been thinking about that for quite some time. But then when my friend Jamie told me, um, you know, said that, it just was like, okay, I just need to do it. So I decided to to do a couch to 5K running group. Um, My daughter, my oldest daughter, um, Brianna's home for the summer. Well, she graduated in May from college. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, so her and her um, boyfriend are living with us. I um, mean, they both have run on and off, you know, a little bit while they were in college. Um, and then Chelsea um, and her boyfriend, he's going to be doing wrestling in the fall. And he and he's an ROTC. And so he's been wanting to start running. And um, getting in shape for for that. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, you know, couch to 5K. Do you guys want to come? So then my son, Chase, and his girlfriend, Jasmine, they're like, oh, I want to do it. She had come over. They'd come over for dinner. And Jasmine said, oh, I just got to quit eating so much sugar. And I've been we've been trying to eat, you know, salads and eat healthier and this, that, and the other. And I said the thing about running. And they're like, perfect it'll be the you know perfect thing because we're trying to get healthy and I'm like okay so I've got Mm. you know three of them are my kids and their significant others so there's six people and my friend Jamie well then Jamie recruited her daughter and her son and her son's girlfriend and then I have a girl that I work with and she's she's come out and run with us and so there's been as many of 10 of 10 I think we had 10 one night besides me um, and we just meet at the middle school. They have a dirt track. Um, and I go out and I've got the, you know, whatever the run walk schedule is. I programmed it into my phone and I take my cowbell out and do- <laughs> <laughs> we warm up. And I tell them when you hear the cowbell, start running. And when you hear it again, stop and, and walk. And so we, um, we're doing it three nights a week. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and, you know, and it's fun, and everybody is having a good time. Everybody can run at their own pace, but they never feel like they're out there by themselves, um, and I, we've kind of started to draw a bit of a, a crowd from the neighborhood. You know, they're kind of coming out and wondering what we're all doing out there, and the cowbell's going off every 90 seconds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But it's been a lot of fun and it's, I, I'm just so, I don't know, part of me changing my attitude was getting outside of myself and not being so focused on myself, but being focused on something outside of myself, um, you know, and, and I think that was, I don't know, this was just part of it. It was just part of being able to be involved with running, but helping other people find that same joy that, that I found. Um, 
and I'm just, I'm, it's like, I feel like I'm like this proud mama hen. Like I'm just so proud of all of them. They all work so hard and they're so proud of themselves and you can see them. I mean, we've had, we've done it five times now, but already they're like, oh, was that only 90 seconds? I think I could have kept going, you know, I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's really cool. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I, whether that's going to help me, you know, I mean, it's not really necessarily part of me training to, you know, run ultras, but um, it's been really fun. That's great. That yeah. is really yeah. great. And just to hear yeah. your excitement and passion about that as you were talking, like, yeah, that's that's doing as much good for you, I think, as it is for the participants. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, so how long super cool so how long is this program and do you have a race that you're leading up to well there's i think the actual couch to 5k thing is nine weeks um and we're just kind of you know we'll probably end up i think we'll probably end up doubling up on a couple of the early weeks you know mm-hmm. as we kind of are improving just to kind of give everybody a little extra time. And it's been really hot here, so it's not going to hurt us to repeat a week or two, you know, with the heat. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I told them all and I, and I'll have to kind of come up with a, you know, a system, I guess, but um, every um, fall, I think it's in September, the beginning of September, Fruta has a Fruta fall festival. And they shut down. Another festival. We love festivals. <laughs> You're the home of the festivals. We are the home of the festivals, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but they shut all the streets down, you know, and there's food vendors and, you know, all that. And um, But they have a 5K. They do. And so I told, um, I told all of my runners that if they stuck with it throughout the, throughout the summer, um, and kept participating that I would pay for their entry fee to the um, fall festival 5k. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, you know, so it's, you know, this is definitely not a money making venture <laughs> for me, at this point. <laughs> but, they, but they were all really excited when I mentioned it, they were like, Oh yeah, we could run it together and we could all be, you know, so it made them excited, which, just tickled me pink you know they it was like oh yeah this is a good thing oh we can totally do that maybe we could get matching shirts you know I mean it was just um I just I don't know it was just so fun it's so hopefully we'll all run a 5k um at the fruit of fall festival is the plan um and they everybody is just cheering for each other and you know that nobody's because everybody's a different speed and has different abilities, you know. I mean, my son Chase is faster than any of us. I tried to keep up with him tonight. I ran my last minute and a half run cycle with him, and um, I couldn't keep up with him. And I was running a seven and a half minute pace, and I couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up with my son either. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so that's my big um you know 
that's my big adventure. I mean, I'm, you know, just my own personal training is going good and um, I'm, I'm trying to just be patient and um, let my miles build and do my strength stuff. But then on the side, I guess for my soul, that's my, this couch to 5k groups sort of feeding that. So that's, very good. that's wonderful. That's important. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. So that's my adventure, but we hear you had quite uh, an adventure, which I'm. No. Oh, <laughs> I shoot. Really but I think we're out of time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we have time for a little adventure from Melissa. Uh, we have a few more minutes. Yeah. So? Yeah. yeah. I mostly want to know why. You um, are happy you had your spot finder with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what happened? Uh, well, so Rob and I recent Rob recently bought an RV, and we have become RV people. Yes. <laughs> Just like uh, you know, you kind of have to have an RV when when you live in Colorado. So we've become Coloradans, and we've been. Basically, ever since we got the RV, every weekend we've been somewhere. So we've taken two trips to, it's called State Forest State Park, which is a really boring name for a really amazing place. It's near Gould, Colorado, and it happens to be the location of the Never Summer 100K, which is put on by the NAR runners, the local Fort Collins hmm people um and it's just this it's this ridiculously hard race rob ran it last year um it's like there's a 24-hour cutoff limit for this 100k like that's how hard it is (laughs) um but it's a beautiful place i will never ever ever run that race if anyone ever hears me saying that i want to just like (laughs) tell me slap you (laughs) yeah i no 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 just don't but it's a beautiful place to camp, um, and we've gone there a couple weekends in a row, and I've had some, like, wonderful yet terrifying experiences being lost in the Never Summer Mountains. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't know. I mean, there's these trails out there. And they're not really well marked at all, not really maintained. It's sometimes very hard to tell what is trail and what's not trail. And there'll be like these animal trails, (laughs) deer trails that randomly go off and they kind of seduce you into thinking, oh, this is the way the trail goes. And then, you know, it abruptly ends. Um, So I've I've been getting out there, I guess. Um, Wow. So we... uh, yeah, I mean, since it's the two of us, you know, we can't run together. So I'm generally, I'm by myself doing this. So we have, like, a spot tracker thing. It's called an InReach Explorer Delorme thing. You can, you know, it, it tracks your tracks your route. There's, like, an SOS thing you can call if you get in really bad trouble and you need a rescue. <laughs> Is it, like, a find me spot? Yeah, I think, okay. I, yeah, I don't know if that's the same brand or whatever but um okay. and i i had that during my last trip in nicaragua too because i had to like uh, i don't know go around the forest and find these certain gps points and whatever anyway so it was extremely helpful for that uh, but i've carried it with me on these last two expeditions <laughs> which turned out to be very useful um so 
I tried to, we camped at this, this campground and there was a trail going up to a place called Clear Lake, which, I mean, doesn't that sound pretty? Like, oh, Clear Lake. I'm, I'm going to run yeah. up to Clear Lake. It seemed like easy enough. And so the first time, I actually, I tried to run to Clear Lake once a year ago. And you kind of start out, the trail is like this old, well, not even that old. I think it's still used like logging road. There's a lot of logging in this forest. Mm -hmm. So there's just like completely clear cut areas that are exposed to the sun. Um, so you go up this logging road and then, you know, catch the trail to Clear Lake. And I tried to do this a year ago and like I didn't see the trail to Clear Lake. I just completely missed it and kept going on this logging road. Um, and so... I was determined this summer when we went back, I wanted to try it. So yeah, on our first trip, I attempted to find it. And I, again, <laughs> just could not find the trail to Clear Lake. And I ended up, because I, I, I just had it wrong in my mind, like what the mileage was to Clear Lake. And so I turned around too early because I was like, there's no way. I mean, I must have passed it. I need to go back down and look for it. So on our first trip, um, yeah, I ended up turning around and I decided, okay, well, there's another lake I can go to, Kelly Lake. That sounds nice. So I found the Kelly Lake Trail. I didn't think I was going to go all the way to the lake because I had already run like 10 miles and it was like, I don't know, another however many miles to the lake. So like, I'll just run on this trail a little bit. And it was, it was pretty rugged, this trail. Um, there were a lot of downed trees. That's the problem because the snow there kind of just melted. There's a lot of downed trees over the winter. So you have to like constantly be diverting around these gigantic downed trees on the trail. Um, there's some pretty burly stream crossings like up to your thighs <laughs> in very fast rushing oh, water. My gosh. Um, oh, so I ran to the Kelly Lake on the Kelly Lake trail until I hit snow and I was like, okay, you know, I've already gone like 12 miles or whatever. I still have to backtrack and turn around. So I turn around and I still don't know what happened, but on my way back down, I'm running, you know, just running on this trail. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know what? Things do not look like they did on the way coming up. Like something just seems off to me. You know, I don't remember that tree right there. I don't remember the view looking quite like this. And all of a sudden the trail ends and I'm in a swamp. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, crap, what have I done? I was like, I don't remember there being a fork in the trail or anything. I just remember like being on the trail. It didn't seem like I could get lost. So I backtracked. I went back up to the stream that I knew I had crossed. Like I knew that was a place where I'd been. I'm looking around. I'm like, no, this is the trail. This is the only trail. I mean, there's no way I took a different trail. This is it. So I go back down again. I'm back in the swamp. I'm like, I, I know I didn't come on a swamp through a swamp on the way up. Like something is wrong. Uh, so I was like, I was starting to panic a little bit, but mm -hmm. I still knew at that point, like I could see what direction I was supposed to be heading in. I wasn't like so disoriented that I didn't know what direction I was just in a swamp instead of a trail. And I was like, yeah, knee deep in water. Um, so I pulled out the spot tracker and tried to re familiarize myself with how to use it so I could pull up my track and yeah I eventually figured out I was parallel to the trail somehow I still have no idea how I got off it maybe it was a game trail or something I had gotten confused by but luckily since I had that I could just kind of point it 
and you know walk in the direction of where my previous tracks had been so I got on the trail and was able to head back down um but that was you know it was a little bit scary because I was alone there's absolutely no cell reception there like I mean I wasn't that far from Rob but if I wouldn't have had the spot tracker with me it would have been a much scarier situation so I, I still really don't know what happened but I was I mean, I like I kept pretty calm because I knew I had plenty of food and water. It was daylight. The weather was fine. I still knew what direction I was supposed to be heading, you know, but it was I was very glad that I didn't have to have a search and rescue for me. Wow. That was scary. That was it was scary. By the time I got down to the bottom, you know, I was like a little bit emotional. I was really happy to see Rob and Will by that time. (laughs) So the the following weekend which was just last weekend um rob ran a race in i think it was steamboat and then on our way back home from that we went to camp again at the never summer mountains and a bunch of people from fort collins came up Um, there were some people who are running the 100k rob is not running it again this summer but he knows the course because he's run it before so one of his friends you know, kind of wanted to do some course reconnaissance and Rob was going to run with him for that. So, you know, on, on Saturday, Rob runs this trail race in Steamboat. Then we all kind of caravan over to the Never Summer Mountains. And then it's my turn to run starting at like two in the afternoon when it's extremely hot. I've been up since like five in the morning. I wasn't exactly on top of my game, but I had like a cup of coffee at noon and I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready to go. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to go to Clear Lake. I'm going to find Clear Lake this time because I I had a better map with me. And I, um, one of the other people who was there, a a woman was going to run with me for a little while. So I ran like the first mile and a half up with her. And she turned around to go back down and I kept going. I was still feeling pretty good. And five miles up the logging road, I finally found the sign for Clear Lake Trail. I was like, yes, (laughs) I'm golden. I've found this trail. I was so happy to find this trail. And so I start up it and like the only thing I could think was, why didn't Rob tell me I had no business being on this trail? Like, this is <laughs> seriously the scariest, most rugged trail I've ever been on. It was so rocky and so steep. Um, it felt like I was way out of my comfort zone, but I was like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to go slow. I have plenty of time still. I have plenty of supplies with me. So I just kept going slow up and up. And the trail got, you know, there are a lot of stream crossings, a lot of really deep stream crossings. The water was rushing really fast. And it started getting a little bit difficult to see where the trail was. And um, parts like the trail actually was a stream. So I'm just like walking in the stream. Finally, I was about, um, I was about at like 10,000 feet of elevation and I hit snow pretty deep snow. And at that point I had been running for like seven and a half miles and I really couldn't tell where the trail was anymore because it was just snow. And I was so frustrated because I knew I was like, I had to be really close to Clear Lake, but I was by myself. 
it was now four or five o'clock maybe in the afternoon. Um, and I just thought it is, it's probably pretty stupid for me to continue going when I don't even know where the trail is. Cause I've just hit snow in the mountains. So I was really sad, but I ended up turning around and also in part, I checked my GPS points just to kind of see like, okay, can I figure out by GPS where I am? And then I looked at the map and I still don't know if I looked at my GPS points wrong or if the map I had was wrong or what was going on, but it said I was like on the opposite side of the mountains than what I actually was. <laughs> Cause oh I'm, I'm standing there like looking at these gigantic mountains and where the, where the GPS points said I was, was nowhere near that. And I was like, if I am really where these GPS points say I am, I am in trouble. <laughs> this is oh. not where I'm supposed to be. So I was like, okay, I need to turn around. So I turned around and started going back down. Um, and of course I'm second guessing myself because the trail looks completely different when you're going downhill as opposed to uphill. So again, I was really glad I took out the spot tracker and I could see I actually was going the same way I had come up. So I was like, okay, worst case scenario, if I'm not where I think I am, at least I'm going back down the exact same way. So I'll eventually come out uh, to where I started, which I did. I finally came down. I did not make it to Clear Lake. I was pretty disappointed about that. Um, and later, like I looked at um, my tracks of where I had gone um, and I was probably only about a quarter mile away from the lake. I was so bummed. I yeah, so you were close. so close. I was so close. Yeah. But I was talking, like, the next morning, I was talking to a park ranger. And I think he said something like there were two groups of hikers who had gotten lost up there already this summer. <laughs> and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, the snow snow's pretty deep. There's, like, three feet of snow still up there in some places um so i don't think anybody's really been up there yet so i don't feel quite as bad like now i realize okay it is legitimately hard like <laughs> i'm not a complete idiot and it was i mean i think it was pretty wise of me to turn around at that point instead of just wandering through the snow aimlessly so maybe the snow will melt off in the next coming weeks and i can try it again but it was like I mean, there were times when it was kind of scary, but also I think I needed that, you know, just to like be out there on my own in the mountains, like trying to figure out where I am. Like it was, it was fun. And I knew I was never in real danger because I had, you know, GPS points and stuff. I had my, my spot tracker. I could track back to where I was. So it was nice. And then, you know, we camped with a bunch of people that night. That was really nice to do that. So I'm yeah. glad you made it back oh. safely. <laughs> Me too. Quite an adventure. I just like, I don't want to be a headline in the newspaper, you know. Oh, Local yeah. woman gets lost yeah. in the Never Summer Mountains. But those trails, I mean, that's like the trails that I run on around here. There's no way you can get lost. I mean, they're so well marked. You come to an intersection and it tells you like what trail you're intersecting with. I've never even felt remotely confused in the trails around here. I mean, at least like. Yeah. after I kind of got used to it or, you know, looked on a map to see where I was. But there, these trails really aren't marked. It's very rugged and wild. Um, so it's kind of nice to just do that every once in a while, you know, just do something yeah. 
completely randomly. So I got, I mean, my mileage, I only ran 15 miles, but I was out there for four hours on my feet, like either running or hiking or walking. And it was very hot for the, the times that I wasn't in snow. So, I mean, I think like that was something like some kind of training that did me good, you know? Oh, cool. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Great mental training. It was yeah. the mental, mental aspect of it was good because when I got back down, like everybody who was camping there, they were like, oh my God, how did you do that? Like four hours out in this heat? That is intense. And like, I kind of hadn't let myself really feel anything or like notice any discomfort or anything like that. Cause I was just so focused on, you know, staying calm, getting to where I was going, being safe, that I just like really didn't have time to feel sorry for myself <laughs> about anything, so. It's nice. I love that place. That's one of my favorite places in Colorado, the Never Summer Mountains, Medicine mm. Bow Mountains. It's beautiful. Mm. Never been there. You should go. I will put it on my list. <laughs> There's a whole lot of places I haven't seen in Colorado, and I've lived here most of my life. And it's, you know, and I'm always finding something new. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. So it sounds like we've all Good had job. some adventures, some yeah. new, new stuff we're going through. Yeah. Well, we just keep training, I guess, you know. I mean. Keep plugging away. Keep plugging away. and That's all we can do. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Stay vertical. Getting lost. Keep moving Stay forward. Vertical. <laughs> Get lost now and then, but yeah. come right back. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, I think we're doing good. Yeah. yeah. And as always, well, it was good chatting with you too. Definitely. It's always fun. Yeah. I still think we just need to chat and not record. Like, I think we need to like chat like we're chatting and record while we're chatting <laughs> and not think about oh. recording. Don't you think so? Yeah. I think that's kind of what tonight was. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how the listeners feel about our how the audience at yeah, large responds. Yeah. You can you can let us know how you like tonight's format. Uh, leave us a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ladies. So are we gonna? Are we ready to sign off for the night? Then I think so. I think so. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get Christina's knee injury on the bus out of town. Yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And good luck and congratulations to all your coaching people, Angela. Yeah, thank you. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. And we'll yeah. talk again and soon. Yep, till next time. Yep, thank you. Thank you.